Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. We've got a big Dodgers injury update coming your way. Which players could come back and have an impact? We got the latest on all the injured Dodgers. You don't want to miss that. But first, if you haven't yet, for all things Dodger baseball all season long, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. And if you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, you want to really support the channel, smash that like button. And as always, I want your takes down below in the comment section. Today's Dodgers Nation question of the day. How much belief do you have in these injured Dodgers bullpen pieces that they can come back and have an impact? Guys like Alex Reyes and guys like J.P. Fireyes and Blake Tryon, do you think they can come back and help this team? What are your thoughts on Walker Buehler? Do you want to see him in the postseason? Do you think that's a possibility? Let me know down below. And for all latest Dodgers news, head over to DodgersNation.com. So the injury bug has already sunk its teeth into the 2023 Dodgers with key injuries across the board. The rookie infielder was back in the lineup after being hit by a pitch on his right thumb that forced him to miss two games. He went 0 for 2, did have two walks, actually has 11 walks on the season. That leads all of Major League Baseball. But the one concern moving forward is how will this impact the throwing? Because throws to second are still causing him some discomfort. And to try to remedy that, he's going to be wearing extra padding until he gets fully healthy. The pain and swelling has has dissipated his swing hasn't been affected but it's more on the fielding side so Vargas is back he definitely dodged a bullet it looked like that could have been more serious when it happened and hopefully now he can really get going hopefully he can really show what he can do at the plate with the bat because you look at his numbers three for ten so far he is hitting 300 OPS at 1082 has one double and one RBI and the plate discipline it has been impressive his pitch recognition is otherworldly you're going to see him as an on-base machine throughout his career. But I think with all the attention going to James Altman as the Dodgers' best rookie so far, I think Miguel Vargas is going to get hot pretty soon. And next, we've got an update on another infielder that's currently banged up, and that is Miguel Rojas. Now, Dave said the other day that the shortstop would be available if they needed him off the bench in Arizona, but they decided to give him some more time off before they get him back in the lineup. Doc told reporters it's just the position he's playing and that part of the body, the groin. It's so dynamic. One move can set you back weeks. We just can't afford that. Now, Dave also mentioned that the injury isn't impacting his swing, so that's definitely a positive. But for me, my big takeaway is that this infield has a glaring need for depth. They are very thin. To me, it's like a stack of Jenga blocks. You pull one and the whole thing just crumbles. After the Gavin Lux injury, where Miguel Rojas was forced to be that everyday shortstop with Chris Taylor 
getting about 20% of the reps. I think you're really concerned at this point, especially when you look at Max Muncy's defense at third base. It has been suspect. We'll still see if Miguel Vargas can hold it down at second. I believe that he can. But the fact that Rojas, who's 34 years old, playing a very demanding position, is already banged up this early on, is definitely a cause for concern. And he hurt himself trying to turn a double play. So, I mean, you're going to turn a lot of double plays this season. So hopefully he doesn't re-injure it at some point. Because look, if he's banged up, if he's not at 100%, that is going to take its toll. That is going to impact him defensively. And when healthy, Miguel Rojas has been a top five defender at that position. But if he is a little compromised, you start to consider what kind of value is he going to bring if he's not bringing elite defense and he's not a above average bat. So it's something we're going to monitor when he returns. And I definitely think, hey, if there's a possibility, you can go out there and upgrade at that position and allow Miguel Rojas to play the role he was originally supposed to play as that utility infielder that we saw Hanser Alberto play last season, but only Rojas can do it at a much higher level. I think that should be the priority. Could you go out there and get a Tim Anderson? Could you go out there and get a Willie Adamas at some point? I think those are moves you could possibly make because both those guys are on short-term contracts. You got Tim Anderson, who has a $14 million club option next season, and whatever team Anderson's on, they're going to pick up that contract. An all-star shortstop for $14 million that can hit like Tim Anderson and bat leadoff and steal bases, you're going to want that player. The Dodgers made that move. I've been saying for months now, even if you put Tim Anderson at second base, that's where he was playing during the WBC. And then Gavin Lux, he's coming off a very severe knee injury. So I could still see Tim Anderson playing at shortstop, maybe Gavin Lux at second, and then possibly Miguel Vargas at third base. We'll see what happens with Max Muncy this season. So the Dodgers would have options. Willie Adamas is on an expiring contract, so he would be a free agent anyway. But if Rojas goes down, you're not going to want to see Chris Taylor as your everyday shortstop. And you're also not going to want to see Yanni Hernandez, a guy that has never been able to prove that he can hit at the big league level, or a guy like Luke Williams. Those aren't big league shortstops for a World Series contending team. So we're going to talk about that in another video. But as for right now, the Dodgers are riding with Rojas at short. Hopefully he can get back, stay healthy, and produce at the plate. Now, as for Gavin Lux, we do have a little update on Luxie. He underwent successful surgery to repair his ACL and LCL on March 7th in his right knee. And of course, he will miss the 2023 season, but he is expected to be back and fully healthy by the start of spring training in 2024. So Lux has been with the team. If you watch the Dodgers on opening day, they announced Gavin Lux. He was on crutches. He got a big ovation at Dodger Stadium. And I think that's big. The fact that he's still in the mix, the fact that he's still around the guys, and I still believe in him as a player. As he told me the day after the injury occurred, he said he's going to crush this rehab, and I'm confident that he'll be back and better than ever. Like, you really have to feel for Gavin Lux. He said it's every player's dream to play shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He was going to get that opportunity, and it was taken from him with that terrible injury. But positive vibes for Gavin Lux. Get well soon, and we'll see you in 2024 Luxie. Now we're going to switch gears to the pitching side, and we're going to start with someone who also had a season-ending ACL injury, and that is Daniel Hudson. The latest with Huddy is that he's still throwing bullpen sessions at Camelback Ranch, but Doc said that he isn't, quote, bouncing back like we hoped. Doc said that Hudson experiences discomfort when he pitches and following days after bullpens. There is no specific timetable right now for Huddy's return, but they hope he'll be back and ready by 
by early May. So it is absolutely vital that they get Daniel Hudson back as soon as possible because the weakest group of the Dodgers so far has been their bullpen. The strikeouts are down. The ability to miss bats and get big punch outs is down. And that is what he brings. Last year, Daniel Hudson, before he went out with that season ending ACL injury, he was trying to field a comebacker in Atlanta. He tears his ACL. He misses the final three months of the season. But if you look at his numbers before that, he was one of the best relievers on the team and he was on his way to having a career year. He posted a 2.22 ERA, a 2.04 FIP, a 2.74 expected ERA. Also had a very impressive 30.9 strikeout rate, a 5.2 walk rate, and also had five saves. And despite missing three months last season, he finished second on the team in saves. And he was supposed to be that guy that was going to step in and assume that closer's role. And with him out, you're seeing Evan Phillips, who already has two saves in four games. He has been their closer because, look, the Dodgers just don't trust anyone in that spot. And you need Fireman Phillips to be that high leverage guy. So I can't stress enough how important it is to get Huddy back. Last season, in his last 20 appearances, he pitched in either the eighth or the ninth inning 18 times. So he was a high leverage guy. They were using him to get saves and they need him back. It is absolutely crucial. And the encouraging part is we're not talking about an arm injury. He's a guy that's had multiple Tommy John surgeries. I recommend going and reading Jeff Passan's book, The Arm, that illustrates and gets into it and really breaks it all down. It's very interesting. His road back to going from a starter to one of the better relievers in the game. He's the guy that got the final out in the 2019 World Series. So this is a guy that has experience. He's a veteran and the Dodgers need him back as soon as possible. So hopefully we're talking about early May for Huddy's return. And the next, a quick update on Jimmy Nelson. He's still trying to work his way back after years of injuries, multiple Tommy John surgeries. He struggled with command during spring training. I mean, he issued so many walks. My dog was starting to get jealous and he hasn't thrown a pitch at the big league level in almost two years. So they placed him on the IL in late March. It was retroactive to March 27th. And the hope is that he can return at some point in April, whether it be mid to late April, we still don't know. And a lot of Dodger fans were surprised when they signed him back in mid-February, but he was really effective for the Dodgers before he was injured in 2021. He had sky-high spin rates. He was able to get swing and miss and big punch outs, and they were hoping that he could do the same after he healed from the injury. So it's too early to make an assumption on him. We'll see how he performs when he's back, and he shores up that command. So we'll wait and see with Stimmy Nelson. And, and then next, Ryan Pepio. So Pepio suffered a left oblique strain during his final spring training start against the Angels on March 28th, and there is no clear timetable for his return as of right now, but he did say that they caught it early, so that is important, but oblique injuries, they can be tricky. They can be re-aggravated, so they're going to slow play this and make sure that he's at 100% by the time he returns, and you really feel for Pepio because it was a golden opportunity for him. It was between him and Michael Grove during spring training, battling it out for that fifth spot in the Dodgers rotation with Tony Gonson out to start the year and unfortunately this oblique strain has been a setback so we'll see how he performs when he returns and it's going to be big for this Dodgers rotation if he can come back and he can be effective or possibly be a swingman type out of that Dodgers bullpen I would not rule that out as well now what is the very latest on Tony Gonsolin well first let's do a little rewind now the Catman rolled his left ankle during a drill on the backfields back on March 6th during the beginning of spring 
spring training, and they made it clear that he was going to miss the start of the season. They said maybe two, maybe three, maybe four starts. Well, he has started to throw. He has started to get back in the mix. On April 1st, he went through a pitcher's fielding practice. He took ground balls, and he did running drills. Now, Tony also threw a bullpen session at around 40 pitches on April 2nd, and following the session, Dave Roberts said that it was, quote, really good. Now, the next big box that Gonsolin has to check off is facing live hitters at Camelback Ranch, and he's expected to do that soon. So it does feel like the Catman is on the mend, that he'll be back on the mound, on the meound at some point shortly, but still, you have to go through the process. And just like Daniel Hudson, I think the encouraging thing is that it isn't an arm injury. And hopefully he can stay healthy and avoid injury because he hasn't been able to do that throughout his career. He has yet to play an entire season wire to wire. We know that split change can take its toll on your arm. So hopefully he can stay healthy and be effective and contribute to this team like he did before he went down with that injury last year where he made his first career all-star team. Now, one of the big wild cards for this bullpen is can guys come back from injury and be who they were before they suffered those injuries? And one of the big candidates for that is Alex Reyes. The Dodgers signed Alex Reyes to a one-year contract. Dodger fans are very familiar with him. He was on the mound when Chris Taylor hit the walk-off shot in the wild card game back in 2021. But when he's right, he's filthy. One of the best sliders in the game, a guy that can get that swing and miss, a guy that made the 2021 All-Star team. Well, the latest on Alex Reyes is that he still isn't throwing off the mound, and that was supposed to happen in late March. Now, no official word if he has yet. I'm still trying to get that information, but I spoke to Alex Reyes during spring training and actually broke the news about when he was going to return. He was a little bit from that conversation. Yeah, I want to talk about how you feeling physically, man. We know you're working your way back. Do you have a timetable of maybe when you could be back on the mound? Um, right now, I'm feeling good, you know, kind of taking it day by day, playing catch out to uh, 90 feet. Um, and, you know, we have a timetable set for like June-ish, July, but, you know, anything can happen and just kind of attacking it day by day and taking one step at a time. So Reyes has incredible upside, and if he can return by June or July and be a high-leverage reliever with that nasty stuff, it's going to go a long way to taking this bullpen to a whole nother level. It's going to feel like they went out there and they traded for a big piece. So that's definitely a name to keep your eye on, and we'll continue to monitor the progress that he makes. Now, one of the biggest wild cards, of course, is Walker Bueller. And the latest with Butane is that he picked up a baseball for the first time on March 1st. You might have seen he posted posted on his social media and he underwent Tommy John surgery for the second time in his career on August 23rd and the all-star hurler played catch from 60 feet so he's played catch from 60 feet picked up a ball for the first time on March 1st there is no timetable for Bueller's return and the Dodgers have said that they're just going to take it step by step and they're going to see how it goes now Tommy John recovery is usually anywhere between 12 and 16 months August would be a year the postseason season would be a little over 13 months so we'll see can Bueller come back and at the very least be a guy that can give you one or two innings out of the bullpen that would provide an incredible boost for this pen could he be a secret weapon type look I had that bold prediction I was just kind of having fun with it but I predicted that Walker Bueller would be back and he would get the final three outs for the Dodgers in the World Series really just having fun with that one but trying to manifest it just in case so we'll see Bueller if he comes back and he has the velocity like he did 
back in 2020, that's going to play up, and that would definitely help this team in a big way. Now, another guy they're hoping they could get back this season is Blake Trinan. Trinan hopes to pitch by the end of 2023 and said that he would be disappointed if he wasn't able to give it a go this year. Now, Trinan underwent right shoulder, labrum, and rotator cuff repair surgery back in November, and his availability for the 2023 season was definitely put into question. Most believe that he would miss the entire year, and the Dodgers, they didn't release a time frame for Trinan's recovery, but usually the recovery time for a surgery like that is around 10 months. Now, if that's the case, there is a possibility from a timing standpoint that he does return by the end of this season. Maybe the Dodgers can use him as a high leverage arm in the postseason, but the question I have is why didn't he get surgery last year? Trinan missed the majority of the 2022 season with two different shoulder injuries. He was sidelined for five months as he recovered from that torn capsule in his right shoulder that he suffered in early May, and initially, it was expected to sideline him the entire season, and doctors, they encouraged him to get surgery, but he opted against it, and then eventually, he would have to have surgery. So, had he just gotten surgery when they wanted him to, he would already be back. So, hey, look, I mean, he tried to make it back, and you got to give him credit for that, but ultimately, I think it was a bad decision, because even when he returned, he was dealing with the soreness. He wasn't effective in the NLDS. He gave up that home run to Cronenworth in Game 2, and he just wasn't that guy who had reestablished himself as one of the better high-leverage relievers in all of Major League Baseball. So, if you can come back, that's a bonus, but I'm still going to take this with a barrel of salt, the idea that he's going to come back this season and be effective. Now, next, J.P. Fireisen. Now, this is a name that you want to get familiar with if you haven't been already. The Dodgers acquired him from the Rays on December 14th. He underwent right shoulder surgery this offseason. They did a cleanup of his rotator cuff and labrum, and he won't be able to pick up a baseball until this month, but they are hoping that he can return by the end of August. So this is a guy that was fantastic before he went down with the injury last season. How good was he? He posted a 0.00 ERA, a 1.67 FIP, had a 2.43 expected ERA. He allowed seven singles and one earned run in his 22 appearances with 25 punch outs. That's good for a 29.1% strikeout rate to five walks and 24 and a thirds innings pitch. So hopefully he is ready to contribute by August, but I don't think the Dodgers will be rushing him back because he's still under multiple years of team control. LA, of course, acquired him from the Tampa Bay Rays. They traded away left-handed pitcher Jeff Belge and the Rays, they had DFA'd him to make room for Zach Eflin. Well, the Dodgers, they stepped right up and they brought JP in to LA and I think it's a great move because he's under team control for multiple years so they're not going to rush him back but this is a guy that could have an impact on this Dodgers bullpen definitely not only this year but in the future so it's not like one of those Tommy Canely type deals where it was just for one season this is for multiple years but they placed him on the 60 day IL back in mid-February so they're going to have to make a move when he's set to return but very very encouraging stuff for some of the Dodgers on their road to recovery other question marks with this team of course the Miguel Rojas one is a big one not just because he has been banged up early he might be fine the entire season but even if he is maybe the Dodgers look to add a little more punch at that shortstop spot if some names become available but let me know down below in the comment section of these guys that are injured how much confidence do you have that they can come back and have an impact how high are you on the idea of JP and Walker Buehler and Blake Trinan returning 
morning. What are your thoughts on Daniel Hudson? Do you think he can hold it down as the Dodgers permanent closer? I want all your thoughts down below. My name is Doug McCain. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. For all things Dodger baseball, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and if you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. And as always, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. 